this pattern of avoidance might be that you actually need to get clarity on your plan so that you know what that is and what your next steps are. And welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. I'm Amira Alvarez, the founder and CEO of the Unstoppable Woman, and I am super excited that you are here with me and the whole community of Unstoppable Women today on the podcast. So thanks for tuning in and listening. We love our incredibly active community and are so grateful for your your input, your insights, and how you show up. So thanks for listening. Okay, today, what are we talking about? We are talking about, are you avoiding your work? Plain and simple. Are you? Are you avoiding your work? Well, it's not always so plain and simple. So let's dig into this topic. Procrastination is not always a straightforward situation There are some nuances for you to look at, and I want to give you some things to think about so that you can really use discernment in your approach to your work and whether you are actually avoiding your work or doing something that is what I call productive procrastination. Okay, so here's the scenario. The scenario is you got big dreams, you got big goals, you consciously say that you want more, that you're going for more, that you're driven, that uh, you're really going to execute on the the plan that you have and and really do the things, okay? Your time is now, let's do it. So you're all in. Emotionally, you're in. Mentally, you're in. And then you find yourself emptying the dishwasher or cleaning the front hall closet or doing something else that is not doing the thing that you know you need to be working on in your business. And then what happens? There's a pattern of guilt that comes up and anxiety that comes up. Oh no, I'm not doing the thing I said I was going to do, right? You're not keeping your word to yourself, which is so critically important. You have to learn how to keep your word to yourself because otherwise you waste an enormous amount of energy looping in that mental loop of, oh, I said I was going to do that and I didn't do that. Oh, I said I was going to do that and I didn't do that. And now I'm bad or wrong and you feel guilty and you feel shame and then that's a downward spiral and you feel worse and then you start blaming other people or blaming things. Maybe you blame you know, your kids for not emptying the dishwasher or whatever, and you having to do all the things, right? There, There's all sorts of ways that this shows up. Ask me how I know, right? This, if you, if you took a snapshot of me or maybe a little moving picture of me, you know, six, seven years ago, you would see someone who, when there was something hard in front of them, they would go empty the dishwasher. They would go clean out the closet. They would make that run to to goodwill. And I would do something useful and productive as a way to procrastinate on the thing that was hard and in front of me that I was challenged to do. Now, this is called um, productive procrastination, right? Like I did not procrastinate by eating bonbons and um, taking naps or um, binge watching Netflix or, um, or, or, or going to the movies or anything like that. Though those things are fun and great, 
that's not how I procrastinated. I procrastinated by getting busy doing something else. And I know that this is extraordinarily common because I hear about it from my clients all the time. So you, you have something hard in front of you, but you say your kids need you or you need to do this other thing, or this is, this, this is really calling your attention and you do what's actually easier, but is a, a stalling tactic for yourself. So um, you want to look at this and I want to give you some frameworks for how to look at this. So first you have to realize that it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes you really need time to percolate on something. This is the time to cogitate. You're letting it incubate. You're letting that idea grow. You're, you're figuring out all the things that have to happen to make that work. And your subconscious mind is working in the background while you're doing these other things. And that can be a really useful process. Uh, you need this time to think it, think about it, digest about it. It's this incubation period. This is very yin, very um, feminine, right? This is like the seed growing in the womb. It needs time to grow before it's ready to be birthed into the world. Okay. So there is a time and a place for this. There are some big ideas that you have that you haven't yet finalized the thoughts on. Now, the flip side is you actually do need a deadline because otherwise you won't sit down and pull those ideas together into some structured form. You won't take it from um, conception, this idea, this amorphous idea to something that is very concrete. And so you do need the, the urgency around a deadline to do that. Now, different people have different relationships with deadlines. I love deadlines. They get me motivated. They get me focused. They, they, um, they, they focus my attention. Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs have that ADHD kind of scattered, uh, attention and a deadline will help me focus my attention and, and help me really, uh, finalize my thoughts on, on the work that I'm doing and put it into a form, a concrete form. So taking it from the ideal world into the, the actual 3d physical form world. So you need both. You need time to percolate, which might be that productive procrastination. And then you need to actually get it done. And if you're not getting it done, then you have a challenge. Okay. And you need to work on that. You're, you're actually, if you keep moving the deadline, if you keep um, pushing something off, that doesn't work. Now, if you're someone who has a team where you have uh, deliverables to your team, meaning that you need to get them things for them to work on for, for the final product to go out in the world. You understand that there's a cadence and there's a, an evolution for, you know, when you need to get things done. And I might err on the side of waiting too long to do that. Uh, a lot of, uh, to get things to teams. So I try and build my, my deadlines in earlier. I'm not always perfect on that sometimes drives my team crazy. We're trying to get better about all of that, that stuff. But, um, I understand that the deadlines are important and you have to, you have to have them in order to really finalize 
a project. So one thing that you can look at is, do you actually have deadlines and are you pushing your deadlines? So like, if it's just you that you're doing it for, do you keep saying, I'll do that next week or next month, or when I do this first, that's not going to be healthy for you. You, you either need to have a deliverable to your team or to clients. Um, if you find yourself, uh, changing the timeline. Okay. So that's a really having deadlines is a real, real tool here. So a few more things on this. If you are looking at your pattern of avoiding work or procrastination, you want to look at a few more things here. Are you consistently changing the time period that you get something done in or changing the goal? Like, oh, I'm not doing this. I'm doing this instead. If you change like the time period or changing the goal, you know you have a pattern that's not working for you, not productive, because what's going to happen is you're going to be doing a lot of things. You're going to be busy, but you're not going to be getting those needle moving things done. So if you are someone who, who finds themselves saying, I'm going to push that out to later. I didn't get that done, but that's okay. I'll do it next week or next month or when this happens or when that happens or when I'm finished with this, or I'm not actually going to do that. I'm going to do this instead. And this is my new goal. If this is a pattern, you have to own that for yourself. Don't make yourself wrong as in shame and a thousand lashes, right? You just have to go, Oh, look, that's a pattern of mine. Okay. If, if you do move, uh, the timeline, or if you do change the goal and you're taking a hundred percent personal responsibility for that and ownership on it, and it's not a pattern, right? You do it once, but you're getting by and large, you're moving your business forward very quickly and very successfully. Then this is not an issue. Okay. Um, do you have a pattern of putting everything on hold? That's another way of, um, procrastinating that you just need to look at night. It's not just changing the timeline or the goal, but just putting the whole business on hold while you take care of something else. If this is a pattern, and this is often a pattern for people, it's a well-intentioned pattern, but it's a pattern nonetheless. Like um, they move house and they put their business on hold. Uh, They take care of their uh, ailing parents, they put their business on hold. They have surgery and they're in recovery and they put their business on hold. And it's not that any one of those things alone is not worthy of maybe consciously temporarily putting uh, things off and avoiding your business, if you will, consciously. But when you do it consistently, every few months, every few years, you're going to recognize that you, you need to recognize that this is a pattern and you need to ask better questions around that. And we'll get to those in a moment. Okay. The other thing that you need to know is not everyone needs to be someone who wants to grow an incredibly successful, large, big business. Okay. If you don't, if you want to have a lifestyle business or just a a smaller business and you want to go slower, that's fine. Okay. Most of my audience tends to want to have their income breakthrough and have the big stuff now. Um, but if you are someone who is not driven to build a bigger business or, or, um, a thrive, a more thriving business or a thriving business, I don't know where exactly you're at, then you might want to take it a little slower and, and not see this as, uh, 
a problem. Like maybe you just want to be in flow. I think you can be in flow while you grow your business also, but like there will be challenges in your business where you're being asked to do things you've never done before. And they'll, they'll be your growth edge and you'll want to avoid that work because it's uncomfortable and you still need to do it. Okay. But if you're someone who wants to just generally like take it, um, one little thing at a time and be more in flow and less challenging to yourself. You need to be co conscious of that. I don't actually think that if you go a hundred percent that direction, you will get the things done that you actually do want to get done. There, there will always be a time where you have to do the hard things, but there's, there's a, I guess what I'm saying is there's a variation of intensity depending on how quickly you want to grow your business, how important it is for you to achieve those goals quickly. That gives you a different amount of time, knowing that if you give yourself too much time, you may not have enough urgency to do the hard things and you will use life as an avoidance technique. So it's not one size fits all. Okay. But if you're saying that you want to build your business and reach your goals, don't lie to yourself when you start going into, um, you know, I'm going to do some yoga and then I'm going to do the laundry and then I'm going to walk the dog and then it's noon. And I think I'll do a little bit of email and then that spins me out. And then I haven't, um, done much. Maybe I'll do an hour of other stuff and then I have to pick the kids up and then it's dinner time and look, your day's gone. Okay. So you have to recognize if you have big goals that you have to, to have some more structure there. So don't, don't lie to yourself. Okay. And ultimately this requires that you know what to do and that you keep your word to yourself. So oftentimes people do this avoidance, uh, practice, this pattern, because they haven't spent the time to get clear about what their next steps are. So they're just in the confusion and the uncertainty about what they should do. That's a great trigger or signal to either work with someone to help you get that plan in place, that strategic plan in place, that 90 day plan in place, or, um, sit down with yourself and map that out. I think doing both is actually the, the most beneficial, but you do need to know what your next steps are. And it's one of the things that I, I work with my clients on is like, you know, what is your plan? Are you doing your top three things every day? If you don't plan, you're actually planning to fail. Okay. So you have to, you have to get that level of clarity and start keeping your word to yourself and, and recognizing that this pattern of avoidance might be that you actually need to get clarity on your plan so that you know what that is and what your next steps are. Okay. Next up, I want to talk about looking for patterns. This is one of the ways that you can really make some incredible changes for yourself with yourself is by really tracking your patterns. And this requires a level of honesty about what's truly happening. Like you can't just explain it away or not look at it or say everything's fine because then you, you don't take ownership of your patterns. If you take ownership of your patterns, you can actually back engineer them and figure out what you have to do differently to, to shift how you're showing up. So if you look at your avoidance practice, if you're avoiding your work, do you have a pattern of saying something like, um, 
coming up with excuses as to why you didn't do it or why you didn't uh, start, like a pattern of saying, it's okay that I didn't do this because I did this instead. Is it consistently moving deadlines? Like 90% of the time, do you keep shifting the deadlines? Not because you did the work and it just needed more time. Because sometimes we don't estimate the amount of time something needs. But because you actually didn't do the thing that you said you were going to do. You just didn't, you didn't start. You didn't put your true heart and soul into it. You didn't put the your true effort into it, right? So look at that as a pattern. Another pattern is pattern of anxiety. Uh, when you're facing the big work, do you self-soothe the associated anxiety about doing that big work? Because remember, the big work is when you're on your growth edge, okay? It's when you're like, uh, that's a little uncomfortable for me. I'm not quite comfortable showing up in this way. I'm not quite comfortable with what I'm asking myself to do because I haven't done it yet or haven't mastered it yet. That's a growth edge. And oftentimes anxiety comes up and you will go do other things that you already know how to do in order to self-soothe the anxiety that's coming up around the, the harder thing, the challenge thing, the growth edge thing. So um, look at this. If you already know how to do, uh, say, a podcast episode, but you don't know how to do speaking to a 1,000 or 3,000 people, right? You've never spoken in front of a live audience for 3,000 people. You have that as a gig coming up, and you are avoiding writing your speech. But you go, oh, I'm going to do the podcast instead. That's really important. I need to get that out, right? That would be an example of doing something that's important and useful to your business, but avoiding the big thing because it causes you this discomfort or anxiety. And people do that um, with all sorts of things. I'm going to write this email instead of doing a Facebook Live. I am going to build this, this program instead of making sales outreach calls, right? Like there's all sorts of very useful things that people do in their business uh, to avoid the hard or challenging things. So you just have to look at whether you're using your business to avoid the, the, the big needle moving things that are, are super challenging for you. So that's a pattern as well. And it's related to that being on your growth edge and that little maybe uh, unconscious anxiety that is coming up around that. So you're going to want to look whether at whether when you do that and you do this self-soothing thing of like doing the other work, whether you do that and then come back and actually keep your word to yourself and do the big thing, right? Then not such a bad, bad process. But if you totally check out and you don't do the bigger thing and you say, oh, I ran out of time, that's a challenge, okay? This is where keeping your word to yourself really matters. You have to learn that, you guys. I cannot emphasize that enough. You have to learn how to set yourself up for success by keeping your word to yourself. This is how you build trust with yourself. So don't play a con game with yourself, okay? Don't say everything's fine, fine, fine when you really are breaking your word to yourself over and over again, okay? Now, the other thing here is that you need to look at your results. This is a way to see if you're playing a con game, con game with yourself. Like if you 
if you look at your results and you are actually achieving the things that you want to achieve in the time period that you want to achieve them in, all good. Okay. Then this little distractomatic thing that you're doing, um, occasionally, but you're actually getting work done in your business. I call this again, productive procrastination. It works because you're doing, you're, you're actually getting the results that you want and you actually are keeping your word to yourself and doing the thing. Okay. But if you are making up excuses for being in avoidance and not owning that because you don't want to make yourself wrong. So you create a story around why it's okay for you to have done this. That's playing a con game on yourself and you have to lovingly go, you know what? I'm doing that. Okay. I've had the biggest breakthroughs when I am honest about the fact that like, Oh, look at this. I am totally playing a con game on myself. It doesn't mean that you have to stay there. Then you have to change it. Then you have to do something different. But that level of honesty with myself is something that I really encourage you to create as well with yourself, that relationship with yourself, because otherwise you just talk yourself out of growth. Uh, and, and that's not really what you want, but your subconscious program, your subconscious mind doesn't want you to, uh, do hard things because it requires you to change and grow and any change the subconscious thinks is potential death. And so it will do anything like distraction, like avoidance to keep you at the same level. Okay. The next thing that I want to talk to you about is how to step out of this when you think that you can't do the thing that you want to be working on the big stuff because, uh, you know, your kids need you, your parents need you, your family needs you, something else is required. Um, you need you for something else. How do you actually navigate that? So the answer here is to ask a better question. How could I do both? What would that look like? How can I actually do both? Because your mind is going into either or, and that is often a way to get you like distracted. Hey, don't look over here. Look over here. Look over here, right? Like, you know, here's the big goal, but look over here. You can only do this. And, and yet you can actually do both. Okay. That often is totally reasonable. And you, you would, you can ask, you know, what would I need to do or what would need to change for me to be able to do both? So asking a better question. And again, most people are too afraid of change to actually answer this honestly, but I know that you you unstoppable women are out there and you're asking yourself, like, I, you really do want to change. So you have to ask yourself these questions. So don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of that. Okay. I'm going to give you one last technique to work on this, to make the productive procrastination actually viable for you and not, um, not avoidance procrastination, old school procrastination, but actually productive procrastination. So Here's how it works. You have a real deadline. It's a real deadline. You have a deliverable that has to happen. You have an event. You have something that your team needs. You've promised something to a client. You have a real date and deliverable, not something that you can easily just say, oh, I'm moving that timeline. Okay. It's, it's a real deadline. And then you have multiple other deliverables with other deadlines that are actually 
a little further out or not as important, okay? They're actually for this to work, they're further out. So you have deadline A on, let's say, the first, okay? And deadline for B, C, and D are like a week or two after that, say the 7th or the 14th or the 21st, right? They're further out. One way to work this is, now this is only for those of you who can handle the pressure. It doesn't work for people who, who can't handle the pressure, okay? So you gotta know yourself here. Do one, two, or three of those other things first, okay? Before deadline number one for deadline project A. This is gonna create pressure on you. You're avoiding deadline A because it's hard and challenging and you need some more time to think about it by doing the things that come later first. This is going to shorten the amount of time that you actually have for deadline A. Can you still get it done? That's gonna put an immense amount of pressure on you and you have to be able to handle it. This is not for everyone. You have to know yourself, but if you can handle that pressure and your brain can fire under that pressure, then you will get project A done so much quicker because you have limited your amount of time, the amount of time that you've given yourself for that. So that is one powerful way, but it's, it's a high intensity way. You have to be okay with that, that level of risk because what if you don't give yourself enough time to finish it? You, you have to, um, you actually have to trust yourself enough to get it done in that period of time. But now you've gotten all your projects done in a shorter period of time. So that's one way to leverage the uh, avoidance of the big project, AKA uh, using the productive procrastination technique. Okay, with that, I hope you are extremely productive and that you don't avoid your work, but that you make your work work for you. Okay, with that, rock it out, be unstoppable, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Take care, bye. Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable.